December 17th, 2006, Staples Center, Los Angeles, California. Agent Zero. The Black Mamba. Mono E Mono. This is Gilbert Arenas' 60-point game. Hello and welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morell, and we're on the search to find the greatest games of all time. And today we're talking about Gilly Gilbert Agent Zero Arena's 60-point game against the Lakers and Kobe Bryant. And we're going to be joined by Gilbert Arenas in just a bit. We'll check out what was going on in the world in December of 06. And we'll take a look back at both of these teams, then wrap it up by naming the game and scoring the match. This was a this was a sick game. Yeah. I mean, two legends. This was in the prime of Gilbert Arenas's. Like there was like a three, four year period where you could argue he was probably one of the best scorers in NBA. In the world. Yeah. It was I mean, dude, everyone talks about like Kobe versus T Mac or Kobe versus Vince or Kobe versus AI, but like Arenas had a stretch where he was a killer. Yeah, just going back and watching this game, he did it in all phases of the game. He could come off the screen, shoot three, he could his mid-range jumper was insane. In transition, he could get to the line. He went to the line 27 times. That's when 22 for 27. That's yeah. it. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, except for like during the James Harden era. There was an era where Harden would just be at the line, you'd breathe on him and he would just like shoot free throws. Games crazy. changed. The games, games changed. Games this, changed. Game changed. <laughs> games with names. Games with names that change. And follow Games with Names on all social media. Remember to do that. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Are we on Facebook? Is that still a thing? We're eh, not? All right. Maybe. We can make it a thing. Yeah. But also, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, we are there. Comment, click, subscribe. We want to see you. We want to hear what you're talking about. We want to hear what game you want to hear, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is one this like is communal. This is one I'm pumped for. I remember watching this game live and being like, "Holy shit!" Like you knew you were watching an epic game. Yeah, I, I mean, in, anytime Kobe was on, it was like always must see TV. And then you throw in Gilbert Arenas, like you had to watch this game. Kobe, I was always kind of rooting against because he was so good. And it was almost like Kobe went through that phase where it was like uncool to like Kobe because he was just winning. So I felt like the posers liked Kobe. Yeah. And then he kind of lost for a while and drove Shaq out and he got humbled a little. And this is like when he became cool again, I feel like. Yeah, him, Pau Casal. he didn't have Shaq. He was coming into his own. He was trying to learn how to win without Shaq. And uh, exactly what you said, when, when guys are hot, when you're at the top, it's lonely at the top. Everyone wants to see you fall. Then he hits rock bottom. Shaq goes out and wins some titles. Yeah. He's still looking for it. And this is when everyone kind of got back on that Kobe train. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was kind of Kobe in like, I think he was like fourth in the league in scoring this year. So this was maybe like the year after he was like, I'm taking every shot. He had that one weird year in the playoffs against the Suns where he just wouldn't take a shot. Yeah. Being like, oh, I shoot too much. Let's see what anyone else can do. And you're like, weird time to flex, Kobe. Weird time to sink your team. It, it's a, it's, it's something. It's a characteristic in those ultra competitors that are just so petty. When someone says something about them that they're gonna do everything to just. All right, you want to see it without me shooting? We're not gonna shoot. But Did Tom the, ever do shit like that? Uh, 
No, nah, he he was pretty good at compartmentalizing. You know, he he would he would create stories in his mind with with certain things that went on, but it, you never you never saw him as a different player when we were preparing for a game or anything like that because like he, that he that's that's his master strength. He can he can always compartmentalize regardless of what's going on in his life, going around the team, his, you know, reactions of what's happening with the front office. He was always the same guy. Was this, Jack, was this number eight Kobe or number 24 Kobe? I feel like it was eight. Let me look one sec. Because I feel like eight Kobe and 24 Kobe, like when he was number 24, he became more of a leader. When he was eight, he was kind of like the, I'm the swaggy, cool guy. And the mini fro went away. The mini fro, you're right. I loved right. the mini fro. I loved the mini fro. Mini fro was always cool. It was, it, you know, I like when players look like they're in the 70s, like when a baseball player is a mustache or well, an NBA player Wallace? is a fro. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. He just, he he played like a 70s player. He did. That big old fro, he'd dunk on you. What we got, Jackie? This was 24, Kobe. Oh, okay. 24. 24. Said right. he wanted a clean slate after Shaq was traded. Interesting. Clean. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Um, Let's go back to December 17th, 2006. Number one movie, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and the debut of his son was Jalen Smith. Jaden, Jaden, Jaden Smith. I, I I shed tears every time I, I watch this one. Yeah, Will Smith, down his luck, trying to get back. Kind of like Will Smith today in real life. Kind of. Uh, but uh, no, this was a good movie. Un, it was insane. And it took place in San Francisco. There's a 49ers scene. So like, you know, I, was, I, I just love the movie. Inspiring too. Like the homeless just trying to save his son. And then he becomes this like successful, real, real story too. Underdog story. And you know, one of those feel good movies yeah. when you're, you're feeling like shit. Feels good for like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. The last 10 the minutes. The first hour and a half. You're like, Jesus Christ. Give Wife this guy a break. He, he's selling like what the projector things back in the nineties. What is it? I don't know. But uh, it was good to see that. I loved that movie. Yeah, it was a classic. It was, it was a good flick. Saddam Hussein was sentenced to death by hanging in November. Hanging is so old school. Very, very, very old school. They, they should do like an NBC show where we kill dictators with hangman. You have to guess letters. Like little kids have to guess the letters. Is R, uh, um, <laughs> is R one? And then he's just like, shit, it is one. Sorry, Saddam. You're dead. <laughs> Nintendo Wii was launched. I loved Nintendo Wii for like three months, and then I was like, it's not that good. Yeah, you got excited because you saw the bowling commercial and the hitting commercial, but if you're a real gamer, you're like, this sucks. Yeah, it wasn't... Tennis was kind of fun. Tennis. But I like when they were like, it's exercise. I'm like, it was always like a fat piece of shit who was telling you this was exercise. <laughs> they were like, it's like real exercise. I'm like, the boxing doing this? But it was it was a good party system. It like, was a good party system. You know, because then everyone who didn't play games could actually come in. You guys could drink, make a drinking game out of it or something along those lines. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I had it for like, and then they would, the next one was like GameCube. Was GameCube, no, this is what, GameCube preceded this, I believe. Yeah. And this was, but you're right. This was good for people that aren't gamers. It was aren't like, gamers. it was like the casual system because you could learn, like your mom could come in and pick up bowling. Yeah, you it's kind of like the the v, uh, the VHR now, or what are the virtual reality goggles that they have? Oculus. Oculus, like, all right, yeah, those that's fun for like 20 minutes, 
and then yeah it's it's more fun in theory than execution yeah it's never gonna be you put it on too and you're like people say video games make you antisocial. then you're literally putting goggles on and you're in a room alone like mm. <laughs> you're like this is like the epitome of isolation remember that was gonna be the tick like when when this whole craze of like nfts and everything everyone's gonna just have virtual reality goggles and we're not even gonna leave our house it's gonna be <laughs> amazing yeah well that's the way we're headed with the metaverse that's what they're trying to get us to do i thought the metaverse was done i think it's i think they're just warming up dude. are we warming up jackie remember back when you made the google glass video like oh 2013 google glass video i remember that 2013 we we went out and did a ad for google glass and I had I was catching punts on an off day with these Google glasses. It was not. You didn't like it. Eh. I mean, they didn't work. Did they do they didn't work out? It's gone. They, Everybody they thought that was gonna it. be the wave too. You never know. They could come back though. It's kinda like what it would uh TikTok and Vine. Like Vine didn't make it. Now TikTok's basically Vine and it made it. You just need some better marketers. Yeah. I mean, MySpace started the whole thing. Friendster before that. Maybe we'll get the Ask Jeeves goggles or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, Ask Jeeves. The hot bot. Remember that? Hot yeah. bot. Ask Jeeves was a fucking... How about... Was... You know who's really hurting right now is probably Yahoo. They Are they? Yeah. They could have been Google. Yeah. Could have been Google. Couldn't they have bought them or something? There was one of those things they could have bought Google early. How about, how about AOL? I feel See like ya. Florida is keeping AOL afloat. <laughs> I feel like there's just a few old people who just they still have the disc. They're like, I'm still, I'm still logging on. The dial-up sound. That dial. Oh my god! Remember, you'd be like on the phone. You'd be like, Mom, please, I'm trying to call a friend. She's like, I'm checking my mail. <laughs> you couldn't be on the phone. That was crazy. Yeah, 2002. Yahoo turned down a million dollars to buy Google. A million, a million dollars. That's that's kind of like Blockbuster and Netflix. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, I Netflix, I just, you're right, it just copied Blockbuster, and nope. then it became streaming. No, I remember my friend had Netflix, and I thought it was so lame. You had to, like, go online, and you had to order a movie. In, like, three days, you would get a CD, and you'd have it for, like, a month. You only watched the movie once, so what was the big thing about it? Like, I was like, this is dumb. That's what we used to do. I want to go to Blockbuster, and I want to go, like, look at everything. That was, like, a, that was almost more of the date than watching the movie is picking the movie. That was Friday night. Yeah. Anytime in the 90s. It's crazy. Yeah, I was with you. I mean, the, the fact that the, that the mailman had to deliver your movie. And then that's they had crazy. The, they had the boxes, or is that Redbox? Redbox, didn't Netflix have a box as well? I don't know. Um, well, Borat was released in November. I like a Borat. <laughs> I don't have, I have a bad Borat. I, I don't have the accent. Everyone was doing that voice. That was like, let's go, Brandon, when, before we were so divided. <laughs> Remember, it was just like, that was like the apolitical, let's go, Brandon. It, it was that and I'm Rick James, bitch. And like every time you're like, all right, we get it. We've seen the fucking thing. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Borat, huge though. 72nd Heisman Trophy Award, Troy Smith, Ohio State quarterback. Didn't pan out in the league. Most yeah. of those Heisman quarterbacks don't. We need to get a, what Heisman quarterback has done well in the NFL? There's a few. Carson Palmer. Didn't win a Super Bowl. Like Tebow, no. Eh. You know he he circumcised a kid. <laughs> you know that, right? He went to I didn't the, know he that. went to the Philippines and was like giving circumcisions out. Damn, like, I don't know. That is the weirdest sentence ever. That's <laughs> it's a. I, I think that's a full true story. He went to the Philippines and circumcised he, a kid. Circum like he was giving out circumcisions. It's damn. 
He was fun. He was fun in the NFL. So he came to, he, he played with us for a while. Yeah. And there's a guy named Nico Kudovides. He was like the Levancier of the lock, locker room. Like just a, he was a Greek guy, but he, he thought he was like Italian. And he always talked like, you know, like this, that, a New York guy. And the first day we signed Tebow, he just looks over, he goes, hey, Tebow, you mean to tell me you don't jack off? Like <laughs> this guy's got this, and he has a stigma, an, like an aura about him when he yeah. walks into somewhere. He's a, he's a popular guy. Everyone knows who Tim Tebow is. People yeah. love him. So you can't get a little intimidated. I was, I didn't say anything. What did Tebow say? He just kind of shook it off and laughed. Like he, he's probably gotten those jokes from locker rooms a bunch, <laughs> but uh, it's funny. It, it they should have kept it going. They should have been like, whip it out, dude. Let's see it. <laughs> Come on, Tebow. Prove it. Prove it. Does he, does he not jack up? I, I, I think he was just being a smart ass. Nico. Jack, get on that. Yeah, let me look these up. Let's, let's see. <laughs> your Google, your Google uh, search is going to be rough. You might have to go to U-Porn for that one. Yeah, Tim Tebow whacking it. I'll do some digging. He must whack off. I think that's got to be a detriment at a certain point if you never get a release. Yeah. I think it's a religion thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the NBA in 2006, the San Antonio Spurs swept the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals. LeBron's first finals. That was uh, his baptism. Yeah. Baptism by the big fundamental... Tim Duncan was unreal. And also, uh, he had no help. LeBron was young. Sure, he was a little young to be here, but who was the second best player? Booby Gibson? <laughs> Sasha yeah, Pavlovich? Ogaskis, yeah. Big Z. Ogaskis. Yeah. I was in Cleveland when this was happening. There was such a energy in Northeast Ohio with LeBron and his young... His, his, he was just a monster everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. He was how old was he? Was this like his third year in the league? Yeah, it's insane. He made the final three third. years in. Yeah, with like no, he really had no help on this team. He didn't even have like Anton Jameson yet. He had no. I don't, did he have Mo Williams? He did not have Mo. He had Scott Pollard. He had Eric Snow, David Wesley, Wesley, Dwayne Jones, Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden. Um, exactly. Think, he had yeah. no one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to those guys, but that's insane. Remember when Drew Gooden had the patch in the back of his head? It was awful. That was awesome. <laughs> that was not good. You remember that? He didn't, no. just, he didn't have any hair except one little patch in the back of his head. I, that's kind of tight. Rat, <laughs> rat tail? It wasn't even a rat tail. He was, was like trying a, to get it to be a rat tail maybe, though. It was like pre-stage rat tail, but then sometimes if you're growing your hair out, you got you to gotta stick through the ugly stage. I know. There's, you you got to get the whole hair. It's like when you do a mustache. If you did a mustache now, it'd be fine, but if you just grew the mustache... You know? Yeah, we should t like kind of like how Sam holds his all the time. Sam's got a good stash. Yeah, a dirty Sanchez. The Mavs were sixty-five and fifteen this year. The Suns were sixty-one and twenty-one. Two killer regular season teams that just didn't have the juice. That know? was Steve Nash Suns, huh? They were fucking fun. Amari Stoudemire. Seven I seconds or less. See, I remember the West Coast teams a lot more at, at this point because I was still in the West Coast maybe at that time. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's isn't it crazy with sports? Unless you watch Sports Center twenty four seven, at that time, you were only like limited to who you who you who you had on TV. There was no league pass yet. I don't think. No. Uh, NBA TV was just becoming a thing. I think. Yeah. But Kobe was the scoring leader, thirty one a game. MVP Dirk, he was killing it. Rookie of the year Brandon Roy was. He was like one of the ultimate what ifs. That guy was phenomenal, and his knee—he just had like no cartilage in his knees, right? It's the worst. I feel bad for him. I know, I know, I know how you feel, buddy. It's almost worse than not being able to jack off. 
Tebow. That stinks. No, he was. Uh, he also got shot recently. Brandon Roy. Ooh. He's just had like bad luck. When it rains, it pours, buddy. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. <laughs> uh, DPOY Marcus Camby. He was. Camby. He was a man. Isaiah Thomas took over as the Knicks coach. I thought that would have been a good match. That was terrible. I mean, that was like one of the worst periods as a Knicks fan. He just didn't have what it takes to be a good coach. Yeah. I, he was good, I guess, with the Pacers, but he problem was he was a GM before this, so he he signed these horrible contracts, and then he had to play them. That's, so I was like, this is your fault. You literally can't blame anyone but you. When you got all control, yeah. you can't blame anyone, so you better be pointing that thumb to yourself, buddy. <laughs> Adidas became the official outfitter of the league. Yeah, this is before they uh, employed anti-Semites. Uh, <laughs> Do you... <laughs> <laughs> well, them and Puma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they were brothers. You know that. Puma and Adidas were brothers? Yeah, those were brothers. They broke off. One beat was took the Adidas name and one made Puma. Damn. Yeah, gnarly. Uh, remember those space shoes, Adidas, that Kobe's first shoe? Oh, those were horrible. They look like bricks, right? Yeah. Well, I, those are the coolest. That's what all the kids wear nowadays. The Kobe's? No, like just brick-looking shoes, like these fat shoes. Big old blocky clunkers. Yeah, have, the Kobe Adidas. The original. They're, they're on the top left, or that left one. Those are awful. What what are we doing here? What? It looks like a Volvo. <laughs> they're, it doesn't, safe. <laughs> they're safe. They're safe. That is true. They are, they have support. Look at that. Like Who's Volvo. wearing those? What is that? I, it, I it looks like one of those like. winter puffers. Those jackets, you know? Yeah. Longtime Boston Celtics coach and executive Red Arbach died October 20th. Legend. Straight of a legend. Attack. It's always funny to hear stories about old Red. Anytime he was in the the arena, everyone knew because you just smelt a cigar. Yeah. There were no non-smoking laws for Red anywhere. Shout out to him making it to 89 the way he looked and lived. He, did, he was not a healthy man. He couldn't have been. He had a cigar in his mouth at all times. <laughs> One was, cigar is like 50 cigarettes. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? Something like that? Is it? Yeah, is it they 50 say like, cigarettes? They say like one cigar is like 15 cigarettes. You're not inhaling, right? Yeah, right. If you're a fucking pro like Red, he's definitely inhaling that bad boy. You think he's inhaling a little bit? What a hundy. Yeah, he was... He little, was I mean... As big a Boston legend as you can be. I mean, the architect of those teams, started as a coach, became the front office. JB always talks about him yeah. on, inside the NFL. He, he said, that's who told me that story. Anytime you, you were in an arena and you smelled a cigar, you knew Red was around. I think Paul Pierce said it when he came on, too. And Paul. And Paul. They're saying here one small cigar is the same as one and a half cigarettes. Red wasn't smoking the small. He wasn't though. smoking. He no nothing small about anything on red. Including that, also, cigar. that ratio sounds like it can't be right. Yeah, can cigars I? are so much cooler than cigarettes. Cigarettes, you look like you. It's like a nervous energy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cigars, you're just like chilling. It depends on how you smoke a cigarette. I mean, some guys look pretty cool doing it. It looks cool, but it but there's something about a cigar that's like swaggier. It's more like vacation vibe. Exactly. Cigarettes like. Like you said, like, all right, I got to get this stress off here real quick. Let me just take down one of these 
ciggies. Yeah, cigarettes, like, where the fuck is that missing girl? You know, a cigar is just like, I got some stock options for you. I'll, I'll help out. What were you doing in, in 2006, Jules? You were at Kent State, right? It was my first year at Kent State. Um, man, I was like open to a whole new world going to the Midwest. For, I never left California before this other than I went to Florida once. But uh, it was it was crazy to me. It, like You were QB. I was QB in it at Kent, living over in Silver Meadows, getting robbed. I got robbed. Someone came in and robbed my, my TV, my flat screen. While you were there? No, I was at class, so it was definitely an inside job. We used to hold pro- poker tournaments there. And so I used to go to these full <laughs> inside, inside job, full inside job, my Xbox and my, I had a plasma TV, you know, which Damn. was huge back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Plasma was big. And so one day I go to like this poker tournament, like we used to go to these like illegal poker tournaments. We're probably gonna get in trouble for this, but <laughs> go like 40 miles away from Kent in some like podunk Ohio town. And there's a scratch on my TV that I knew. And I, I walk into this fucking, this cash or this game and I see my fucking TV with the exact same thing. I'm like, who, what? So I sat there and I was fuming the whole time I was playing. I was like, who fucking stole my shit? And so I had a queen eight and this was a cash game. It wasn't a tournament. And I, it was like a thousand dollar hand and that's huge hand for when you're in college. And I fucking like, I rivered like the nuts won the hand i grabbed all my money and i said that's my fucking tv i picked up the tv and i left whoa i was so fucking right so someone at the game who jacked you someone i was like who the fuck where'd you get this tv picked up the tv picked up my money gave a spit and i was like let's go that's badass dude. it was it was pretty badass but i was like i was so hot and i was ready to fight i was like ready like i thought someone was gonna be the biggest dude there no I'm a 5'10", bro. I know, but you're fucking yoked. Dude. Yeah, I was a quarterback at the time. Like yeah, was, you, you were still probably a jack quarterback, no? Eh, I was a little jacked. I was pretty jacked. I mean, but nothing crazy. But I've got Julian. Crappy. I've got Julian Edelman shredded on my Google search. Do you? Yeah, because I was trying to show my trainer. I was like, look how jacked he is. <laughs> but now if you look at my Google search, people are like, why is he looking up jacked pictures of Julian? But it's to show my trainer. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> well, my Google search, it says Sam Morell funny. Nothing was, came up. No, I was looking for jokes. <laughs> struck out. I was looking for jokes for this podcast. <laughs> Can't be shown up. This guy throws out a funny joke every time I have nothing to come back You're with. You're killing like, it, man. That's a, a great with story. With a giggle. With a giggle. I always think of that Soprano scene. Remember when Jackie Jr. and those dudes tried to rob the poker game? Yeah. The, that's one of the best scenes. It was like that. Yeah. I, I, but I, I remember, got away, dude. Dude, I remember my blood was pumping so hard. I was like, oh, yeah, just got a hand, got my TV back. Fuck yeah. I love that. That's fucking badass. Well, let's talk about this matchup. Oh, we got Jack. I got the uh, I got the 2006 stats. 124 passer rating. 242 passing attempts seems kind of high. I would have thought less for you. Oh, we, were, we were we were, t- we were throwing that thing, baby. We were West Coast, spread them, shred them, get Ten open t- wide, shallow. Ten TDs. Ten. How many picks? Eleven. Ah. Oh. Damn, those are How Phil, many rushing TDs? Phil Sims regular season numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> I used to rush though. I was a runner too now. Probably had to Let me look into those real quick. Yeah, we'll have to get that. Let's talk about this matchup. Lakers 
42 and 40, finished seventh in the West. Kobe was leading the NBA in scoring with 36 point or 31.6 points per game. That was the year they drafted Jordan Farmar. Jew. In the first round. Oh, yeah, dude. Jewish representation in the NBA. There's not a lot of us. Not Amari. Amari, that's true. He's our, he's our, on the all Jew team, Amari is our star. <laughs> Amari and Dolph Shays from like the 1950s <laughs> are our guys. <laughs> These uh, were post Shaq Lakers, not the greatest Lakers of all time. Yeah, this is a rough team. This is Jordan Bynum, Chris Mim, Kwame Brown, Luke Walton, another Arizona guy. We talked before Lamar Odom. They just got this was that was the Shaq trade. That was pre. Was that pre? That was Kim? pre. Who didn't he take? It was pre Kim Kardashian. Just yeah. saw Lamar Odom on a, a flight. Yeah, how's he doing? It was Chloe. Yeah, yeah. See. Shout out. Thanks, Yummy. Thanks, Yum. Thanks, Yum. <laughs> um, I, I, he came in like almost a little late. Did you say hi? No, he was no, absolutely not. Why? I don't know. Yeah, but there's got to be like an athlete. Bond. Yeah, I'm not gonna bug him. He, yeah. But he's, yeah, I, I don't know why he wasn't. He didn't sit in first class. He Damn. sat in an exit row, maybe because he's so long. Yeah, that he needed the, the leg space, but it was still a little. I mean. Because if you think it, they were like the pod things, maybe it wasn't enough leg space. I don't know. but I don't know, dude. I think if you if you can get that pod, you're taking the pod. Yeah. Maybe it was a last, a last second flight he needed. That happens. Out. That does last happen. Flight. Benefit of the doubt. I hope he's still got some money. I, I, I was a big Lamar Odom fan. New York guy. Legend. 6'11". Futuristic player. Like truly one of my favorite dudes to watch. Incredible he, talent. And it, it is, he goes in that category of... If he played in Now's era, he would have been great. He, I think he'd be a great modern day player. See, I mean, you say that about a lot of guys back in the day. Sheed, I think, would have been another great modern day player. Lamar Odom was six eleven, and he had ball handling ability and could kind of just do everything. Yeah, he was, and he had no ego. I mean, on the court, came off the bench for the Lakers. He could, he was a fucking all star level player. I don't even think he ever made an all star team, but he was on Team USA. But he was like fucking six man for the Lakers when they were making that run, and you're like, that's incredible. That's humbling. But that's he had, but he wanted to win, and he he was he was great. I mean, he was a great player for the Lakers. Yeah, no All Stars, but uh, NBA six man in 2011. Awesome. No, all, maybe one of the best players ever to never make an All Star team without question. And he just beat Aaron Carter in celebrity boxing. I think I thought he lost. No, he beat the crap out of him. Two, he just lost to someone before that, though, didn't he? Yeah, let me look up his boxing record. He beat Aaron. Man, if he lost to Aaron Carter, that would have been rough. Aaron Carter? Oh, was he like a Backstreet Boy or something? Oh, his brother's the a brother. Back, man, if he lost to the brother of a Backstreet Boy, that would that, that's like losing to Joey Fatone's nephew or something. That's bullshit. That's, yeah, no, thank God. He's 6'11". He's got reach. He lost to someone, though, recently. Oh, wait, he's 2-0. Oh. He's 2-0? Oh? Oh, no. oh, good. That was Frank Gore. Frank Gore lost to Darren Williams. Yeah, I did. I would not have bet on Darren Williams. No, but he he handled him a little. And I'm a Frank Gore. Frank Gore's my guy. He's, I love Frank. Is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? Yeah. I mean, just longevity 100%. alone, right? I mean, he was a beast for so he's long. He's got like some of the. He's he's top five in rushing or something. He and he's played forever. He was awesome for a long longevity. Darren average. Williams though had fucking hands. Did you see that shit? Length. That length had him. I would have bet my life on Gore. Me too. Because Gore's like, he was known to be a boxing guy. He was always in the ring, or always training in the offseason boxing. Darren Williams looked like he could fight. I He was, Darren Williams had like a run in the NBA where he was just phenomenal. 
but he did kind of he came to brooklyn and and it didn't really work out here in brooklyn with that no. paul pierce kevin garnett darren williams joe johnson squad didn't it usually doesn't work out in new york you know what? at least knicks are knicks are having they're gonna have a year this year dude I don't know when this episode comes out. That's a bold prediction, but Knicks are fucking I'm wearing the Knicks shoes. I'm wearing the Knicks hat. Let's fucking go. Dude. That's a cool Knicks hat. It's like F a fire department fire one. Fire department hat. They gotta make a, a New York Giant a New York Giants one for Dayball because he always wears the New York fire department hat. I fucking hat. love Dayball. Six and one? He's fucking awesome. He really is. He He's looks like cool. out of season Chris Kringle. <laughs> Doesn't he? He looks like, you know, like you know, Santa, before he puts on, he, he's got a little Santa belly, but he's he got a little Tony Soprano vibe to him, he, too. He does. He's got a little Soprano swag. I guess you kind of have to in Jersey. The Meadowlands. He's from uh, upstate New York. He's from Buffalo or Western Buffalo. Buffalo's got definite mafia vibes. Have you been, I mean, the, oh, yeah. the Italian, <laughs> the Italian defamation league is going to come after me for this one. No, uh, the Italian food in Buffalo is some of the best you'll ever eat. I mean, really next level. And the, and the wings. Yeah, that's true. Rudy's well, blue, they think they invented them. I don't know if it's true. They, but. We'll tell you they invented them. Rudy's Did Blue they? Cheese. Shout out to Buffalo. Rudy's Blue Cheese. Gronk always used to bring it. Really? Yeah, he, he's like, Jules, you got to try this blue cheese. It's my favorite. <laughs> and his mom used to make a buffalo chicken dip all the time. That's a huge buffalo thing, I feel. Gronk Buff is from Buffalo? Born and raised. I didn't know that. I can't believe I it all know makes that. sense. That does make sense. It all makes sense. Well, sorry, Jack. Were you going to say something? Dayball actually born in Canada. Canada Where? grew up in upstate New York, though. Yeah, it's the same born, shit. It's born right in that Ontario. Line. Yeah, but that's right on that line. You're right there. I mean, there's this interesting. Uh, the Wizards were 41 and 41. Yeah, they were swept by the Cavs in the first round. Coached by Eddie Jordan. This was a weird era. Arenas were third in scoring that year. I mean, people forget how good he was. They had Anton Jameson, who was like, honestly, I know I say good. this a lot, another guy who would almost be better in today's NBA because he was a stretch four. It was almost before the time of the stretch four. Did he have the headband? He played sometimes with a headband. headband North Carolina guy. Yeah. One Fun fact about Anton Jameson, I believe they traded him and Vince Carter on draft night. I could be wrong there, but they were both Tar Heels, and I think, was that right? Let me see here. The Warriors traded North Carolina's Vince Carter, the number five pick to the Raptors for Tar Heel teammate Antoine Jameson. That's fucking weird. You traded for your Tar Heel teammate. I mean, that's how stacked that North Carolina team was. They had Karan Butler on this team, who I, I loved watching Karan Butler. He was like a tough, gritty player. Uh, could score, but he was like he was like your defensive stopper guy. He was he was a killer. Deshaun Stevenson, NBA champ with the Mavs. Uh, this was like he was a good player here. This was before he took like that next step. I think they were always a sexy team. The Wizards the, these these few years they always like were competitive. Always had like a crazy night like Gilbert had tonight. They know? were a sexy team. They were like a fun video game yeah. team because of Gilbert and because of Karan and exactly. Anton. They they were a fun team for sure. Great offensive team, but they they didn't play D. Other than uh, Butler and maybe a little bit was Brendan Haywood on this team. He he was a good shot blocker, but uh, let's get into the game. Gill got out to a hot start with twelve in the first. Seemed like he was hitting everything. It was so fun to watch him. I mean, that step back was beautiful. Like I was trying to think of modern players that play like him. I couldn't even think of one. No, because every, all modern players do is just shoot threes. 
But he had that nice mid-range Mid-range. I could have, he was just hitting mid-range all game. And also he had that weird little like kind of step back off the glass. He had that like smooth game. This era was a cool era. Isn't it, it, it always, it, it's crazy to me how well NBA players know the backboard. I love it. Don't, you know what I mean? That's the There's only shot I have consistently in the park is I will hit bank shots because I grew up watching Tim Duncan and they're like, oh, you fucking boring ass white guy. It's literally how I score. Banks are always closed Glasses for me. there for a reason. <laughs> Banks are always closed for me. Yeah, you don't do the bank uh, shot? No, no. Really. It's, a, it's a smart shot. It, uh, yeah, it is. I'm just not good at it. Do you know who had a great bank shot? Dwayne Wade. No one talks about that shit, but he was like automatic off the glass. He made it. He made it look cooler. Like Tim Duncan, everyone was like, "Like, man, whatever." Tim, Tim. By the way, one of the coolest players ever gets doesn't get his due as like a cool player. But to me, I think winning's fucking cool. I do too. Winning's fun. Yeah. Gill had forty three in the second half. That's fucking insane. Kobe still had forty five in this game. It was fun watching them go back and forth. Yeah. I, I got some questions about that. I guess they used to talk shit through oh, yeah. Walton. Through they, Walton? Yeah, they had like a messenger. They wouldn't talk straight to each other. They would like Wal like Walton like would come up to arenas and say like, "Yeah, Kobe says you're too pussy to guard him." And then, you know, G Gilbert would be like, "Well, you tell him I'm not going to let him post me up because he's great in the post." And like go down like it was like a fucking full on. Well, because they went to Arizona together, right? Yeah, Arenas and Walton, and then Walton is Kobe's teammate. This Laker team kind of sucked. This was a pretty, like, this was pretty much like, this was, if these games were nationally televised, it's for Kobe. Yeah, they were. Yeah, 42 and 40. 40. But, this, but there was a stretch where the Lakers were, like, not even a playoff team. Remember, like, right after Shaq left? This is when they became, like, Kobe was so good. They Kind of like right now. Lakers suck right now, dude. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. They, you know what? They should have traded Westbrook for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Because at least then they'd have some depth in shooting. Their shooting's a fucking Could They had that atrocity. trade on the table? I think they would probably would have to give up picks, but I think you got to do that. If you got, why do you have LeBron if you're not going to try to win? Do you see Nurkic so disrespectful, didn't even step out on AD the other night? You just let him jack it up. AD, yeah, it, I, I don't know what they're doing, man. I, it, the team doesn't work. They're trying to blame everything on Westbrook. Hey, man. I feel bad for Westbrook. Me too. It ain't right. I feel bad. And he's pressing so much. I mean, they're giving him wide open mid range shots, and he's got to hit him though. I mean, you really do like you're an NBA player. You got to hit that fucking mid range shot. Man. Yeah, but he is like he is getting all of the blame, and it's like, dude, this. I love how they blame Frank Vogel. They just fired him. I'm like, clearly, it's not the guy who won you a championship's fault. I hate. Yeah. That. I hate when they blame a coach when it's like the front office is doing jack shit. Crazy thing about this game, Washington was up 17 points in the fourth quarter. And then the Mamba came out, brought them back, forced overtime. Gilbert had the chance to win it on that last shot, didn't hit it, brings it back, gives them extra time to get a little more extra points. He would have finished 60. He would have finished with 44 if they didn't have overtime. You got it's like you're bummed when you miss that shot, but then you're like, oh, wait a second. I get to stat pad a little bit. Stat pat. Love it. Gill, 16 in overtime, helps the Wizards get the W. Uh, Vladimir Redmanovic. Redmanovic. Remember him? He finished with 27. He was on that Lakers team. He was on that team. You know, he's a really fun team, that Seattle Sonics team. He was the power forward on when they had like uh, Richard Lewis and Ray Allen and Luke Ridnow and shit. That was, a, that was a fun team. Everyone could shoot. Can we bring Seattle team back? 
Get Seattle a fucking team. These people deserve, they're great fans. Northwestern Seattle. fans are, are, they love them. And that's basketball towns. Washington Huge State. basketball town. Holy Huge. shit. They got like Gonzaga in Washington State. They got all those good basketball schools. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Jackie? Instead, they get the damn Kraken. No NBA team, but the Kraken in the NHL. They got that's the right. The Kraken. Basketball. What is that, a fucking Halloween candy? Get that shit out of here. What, what is it called? What's next? The fucking Nevada Mr. Gold Bar? The Kraken? The Seattle Kraken. That's their NHL expansion. What is a Kraken? The uh, a Kraken. sea beast something. A sea beast? That's... Jesus Christ. That's not a... Uh, eh. 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 I'm trying, I'm trying to find something good to say it's about lame. that. We just it's looked at um, lame. the uniform. It's whatever. Oh, speaking of lame, the Wizards, you see their uniform this game? The gold and black? It, Horrible. It looked like an international team... From like the Saudi league, <laughs> the the Saudi alternates. Yeah, it's these crazy. were these were rough jerseys. Let's go to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. What's the prop bet going to be? I think we see how much beef we can get Arenas to talk shit because he is a notorious shit talker. That's kind of what I love about him. He's almost from that. He's almost cut from that Gary Payton trash talking cloth. I say we can we get over two point five beefs like we know he hates kwame brown can we bring up the kwame brown beef can we get him to go off on that who else Drafting the same he probably probably had that edge remember because they were draft he was drafting number one kwame went number one that year and arenas went 31 arenas is a second round pick T jack told us before tony parker was i believe 28th in that draft he was yeah let me double check. there were a lot of busts in this draft though there were some guys that, like Tyson Chandler went early in this draft, and he kind of sucked for the first four or five years, and then he became a great defensive guy, a winner. But, like, he had a long stretch. Eddie Curry went early. Bulls got both. And this was, like, a weird Yeah, Tony Parker, 28th. Yeah, 28. That, one of the all-time steals. And also, they got, I don't know what year they got Ginobili, but he was, like, 50-something. The Spurs. Was, that, was when, that was when international players were, were still just, like, soft international players. They didn't know. They didn't know. We didn't know. Now it's like now, like now it's like Luca, Jokic, all these like international team, The international players caught up. Oh, dude, it's they're they're there. It's becoming scary for the U.S. because they do the in All Star Weekend they do World versus U.S. and now the world is getting sneaky. Which, by the way, is not fair. The world, it is. We're taking on the world. What is yeah. this? The fucking Avengers movie? We should. We're America. This fucking thing was made in Naismith. We still, I, I Western still think Mass. we win. I, I still think we, but like, dude, they've got Joel Embiid, Giannis, Luka, Jokic. Technically, they got Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's like from the Bahamas or something. U.S. So we got like Jimmy Butler, LeBron, Durant, uh, Tatum, Tatum. Who else? Steph, Steph, Steph. Clay, Clay. I mean, everyone else. We're good. We're still good. Marcus but Smart, Julius Randle, New York represent. <laughs> Who else? Um, I would just name the Celtics starting five probably for you. That's true. DeRozan is still a killer. AD. AD. If he's healthy. LeBron. Do we say LeBron? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. no doubt. Kyrie. Kyrie. If Durant. he wants to play. If he <laughs> feels like it. James Harden. Seems like the American guys psychologically just, they're good. They're the best, but like, you know, I mean... What are we doing, guys? Ben Simmons International. That's right. That help that that helps us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh who else are we missing? Where did he born? 
Australia. Australia. Yeah. Bradley Beal. We got killers. We got enough uh Gilgus Alexander. Yeah. Kawhi. PG. How's Kawhi Mello? He's, he's been, been injured, but when he's healthy. I know, but he he's he hasn't been injured as of late, right? He, yeah, he just started playing. He's incredible. I mean, yeah. he's one of the one of the best he's a Hall of Fame. It'll be right good there. to see if the Clippers can go on a run. They're the ultimate what if team, right? Because they got John Wall, who's like a question mark, who could be great this year. They got PG, who's PG. always hurt. Kawhi, who's always hurt. They got the depth. Zubat. Luke Kennard. Kennard's a sniper, dude. He's all right. Maybe they got my guy Marcus Morris. Gave the Knicks one of the best half seasons of my life. Great tough guy. Love Mook. Tough guy. Tough guy ticket. So just to lock it in here, two and a half. We thinking two and a half over under. Yeah, okay. we're two and a half. We're gonna get him to talk about f- three beefs. I think the Kobe beef is like got to be in there because I think got there's it. love, but there's definitely beef. And then the Kwame is a straight up beef, and I bet we can milk out. It's like, like a give beef us some and other- cheddar. Who else did you hate? Hmm? We'll say we can even preface a question like, "Who else did you hate?" And he—he's not a guy who I think has to think about it. This question is brought to you by Arby's. Who's your biggest beef? <laughs> Where's I mean, the beef? We do deserve an Arby's plug after that. Give us some free Arby's. We talked about Arby's, Arby's yesterday, didn't we? We were talking Arby's a couple. Of I've days. never had Arby's. What? I've never had what? it. I know. It's, it's like right. the only fast food I've never had. It's good. It's good. The Arby sauce, you need to drench it in Arby sauce. Yeah, the horseradish? No, it's like a fucking, it's like a, it's almost like a Heinz 57 barbecue sweet sauce thingy. I don't know. That was like my parents' first date was at Arby's. Oh, that's beautiful. So, so nostalgic to me. All right, well, we're going to be joined by Gilbert Arenas right after this break. Thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But uh, excited to have you, man! Three-time All-Star, uh, Agent Zero. Loved watching you during this era. This was such a fun time. All NBA second team, two-time All NBA third team, Most Improved Player in two thousand three. I remember. I think I picked you in fantasy that year. You were on the Warriors. Ooh. That was I believe I picked you early, and I got some shit, and I was like, watch, and and you delivered. You had a big year, and. Uh, Holds the Wizards record for uh, points in a game. I think you passed Earl the Pearl in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no small feet. Black Jesus. That guy ruled. Uh, X Nick. That's, that's our guy here. Uh, cover player for NBA Live 2008. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, that shit. I, I forgot I did all that in <laughs> such a short time. <laughs> How, what are you doing these days? What's, what's post-retirement looking like? Uh, you know... Just like you guys, uh, podcasting, you know, trying to, you know, be one of those athletes that, you know, that gets to show the uh, the human side of them. Um, you know, when you're an, when you're an athlete, you have to play by the media rules a little bit with answering questions. So you become, you know, robotic. You know, now that I'm podcasting, you just get to lay it all out there. This was an awesome, I mean, we're doing the game where you drop 60 on Kobe, which is, I remember watching live. I remember rooting, I, I wasn't a Wizards fan, but I rooted for you to, I, I kind of couldn't root for Kobe. I feel like all the, he was like, it was like almost fair weather to root for Kobe. He was so beloved <laughs> at the time. So I was like, I looked yeah. at Kobe the way I looked at like Ric Flair and in, in wrestling. Well, I was like, I appreciated him. And I, and I was so happy he was a part of the league, but I couldn't pull for him, you know? So I would root for guys like you or T-Mac when I was watching, you know? And uh, I loved watching you go off in this game. This was, this was epic. How real was this rivalry between you and Kobe? 
It was, it, it actually started my rookie. I mean, the connection started in high school. He didn't know it, but um, <laughs> he got drafted, you know, by the Lakers. So he's the high school kid, right? Um, he goes to Venice Beach, breaks his hand. And me and my friends, we were like, oh, man, we missed him. Let's go back. Let's go to following week to see if he's going to show up. Not realize that he broke his hand. He would not be there. Okay. That just, we're high school kids, you know. Um, so I go there. We're playing outside. I break my hand. Not to break my right hand. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just like Kobe. Right? So I grew my fro out and all that. So I was a big Kobe fan. And I remember when I get drafted to, when I got drafted to Golden State, um, 31, my friend calls me and he was like, yo, guess who I just ran into? And I was like, oh, Kobe, right? And he was like, no, serious. How did you know that? I was like, get the, get the fuck out of here. You didn't run into no Kobe. He was like, yeah, I'm at Disneyland. Uh, and I just, I just ran into Kobe and I said something to him. I was like, you said something to Kobe? I was like, what'd you say? I was like, uh, <clears throat> um, my boy Gilbert Arenas is going to, uh, he's going to kick your ass when he sees you. <laughs> and he was like, uh, Gilbert Arenas from the Warriors? He was like, yeah, that's my boy. He's going to tear you up. He was like, yeah, if he ever gets off the bench. Whoa. And I was like, why would you ever say he knew who I was? <laughs> he, he, like, he said my name? He's like, yeah, he said your name. He said you was on the bench. And I was like, wow, he knows me. Like, I didn't, I didn't care about the disc or nothing. Just, he knows me. <laughs> Kobe Bryant knows me. But that kind of put, like, the, the fire in me to, like, really start working out and really start training. And, like, if Kobe knows me, man, that's, that, that means everything. So, like, whenever I played against the Lakers, it was just this, this, this automatic, like, great game. It was like I'm automatically on fire. So I remember even my, my first best game in preseason, my best game in preseason against the Lakers in Bakersfield, um, my best game as a rookie against the Lakers, <laughs> my best game, well, my, not my best game in my second year, but, you know, one of my better games was against the Lakers the last game of the season. So, you know, leading up to uh, the 60-pointer, I was probably averaging about 29 to 32 on the Lakers already for my career. So um, it was just, it, it just seemed like just a normal game, you know. Kobe's going to try his, um, his mental battle with me, which he did. Started off the game saying, all right, I've got Gilbert. Um, I'm going to shut him down. Smith Parker, you go to uh, Deshaun Stevenson. So I was like, all right. Hey, Kobe got to me. One, four flat. Forget the first couple plays, right? Just, just to let him know it's about to be one of those games. So, you know, I start off on fire. We're going back and forth. Um, and it was just everything was just clicking. I didn't even know I had 60, to be honest, yeah. until, until the announcer said it. Now, I thought you guys, I, I thought, like, so you guys were talking to, I thought that Luke Walton was the messenger for you guys to talk shit to each other. And how did this come along? I know you guys played together. And, you know, what was going Arizona, on with this? Arizona boys, and now he's a Laker yeah. with Kobe. So he was no, the no, messenger? No. Yeah, so Luke Luke Walton was the, <laughs> he was the go between. He was always the go between um, every game, which kind of got me hyped. That 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 kind of got me hyped when Luke also, uh, Luke Walton always said, uh, "Yeah, uh, Kobe's going to tell he's going to stop you." And I was like, "He's not going to stop me. If he if he sticks me, I'm going one for flat." And then what added to the fuel was Karan coming to the team. 
Well, he also, and, and Karan played with the Lakers and then he goes mm -hmm. to play with you. And I read something somewhere where he said he preferred playing with you because he didn't have to think about shooting the basketball. Yeah, you know, um, he'd, he'd, just tell, he'd just tell stories about, you know, Kobe was always open. He was always open. There's no triple team, double team. He was always open. So every time he got the ball, he always said, whoa, 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 whoa. And, every, and just, so when you get the ball, you're already looking because you hear the sound. You know, he'll he, he make sounds like he's open for you to swing the ball to him. So you, he said you never felt comfortable when you got the ball because Kobe was already screaming for it. So, so this game is fun, too, because uh, Kwame Brown, same draft as you. He's picked first overall. You're picked 31st, right? Mm -hmm. You guys yeah. are playing against each other. He's on the Lakers in this game with Kobe. Yep. Did you guys already hate each other? No. Really? Like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> like it was, um, it was one of those things. Is he was he got traded to the other team. You know, we moved, we moved on. It was like, um, I didn't know we had a problem to was it twenty twenty one. I did not know we had a problem. Where did that come from? Um, so I guess back in two thousand four, we're in the playoffs. Um, he. <sighs> I don't want to say it's jealousy, but it, it, it clearly is. Um, you know, he was the number one pick in Washington. Michael Jordan comes back, you know, takes a little bit of his shine. Also took a lot of pressure off of him. Um, when Jordan leaves, here I come. You know, I come, I come in. Um, now, you know, off that $65 million contract, I'm the highest paid player in the draft now, in our draft. So... I'm one notch above the number one pick now. Um, you know, I won the first award in the draft. So, you know, we had a we we had a decent first year together. You know, I was hurt. You know, the offense was, you know, different for everyone. Um, our second year together, he's, he didn't start the season with us. He was hurt, broke his foot in the summer, right before training camp. So Antoine Jamerson um, um, uh gets traded to us during that summer. So me and Antoine are back together. Me, Antoine, and Larry back together, who who were my veterans in um, Golden State. So we, we're moving. So by the time Kwame comes back, he's not part of the rotation. He's not really, you know, he don't have the offense down. He's out of shape. Um, he's trying to figure this out. But in the meantime, the crowd don't care about none of that. So they're booing him. You know, at home, they're just booing him. So he didn't really feel comfortable playing at home. Um, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, we're trying to figure out what our lineup's going to be. Um, he never, he never, he never actually started. He never got his starting position back. Jared Jeffries basically sealed that. So going into the playoffs, um, we start off playing in Chicago. Uh, we dropped 0-2. I, I go to the paper and say, please do not boo Kwame Brown. We need all of our boos to be towards the visitors, towards Chicago. That might as they well be lighter fluid. Might as well <laughs> right, be lighter they, fluid, but keep going. I know, but I love it. I love us, it. I love it. We all love that. They, they booed us out of this, you know, they booed us out of the arena. We didn't need this negativity, you know, we didn't need it. So coach decided that um, he was going to play Eton first, which, which was the backup, the backup backup center. Um, 
Eton, Eton is playing well. You know, basically his best game of his career uh, was that game three. At home, we won. Kwame only played three minutes. And then that's where it kind of like ruffled is while we're doing media, everyone celebrating, you know, you got Sugarfoot over there fucking complaining like a little uh, girl. Talking about, yeah, they're not, <laughs> they not passing me the ball. And, you know, it was it got it caught me off guard, like, passing the ball. Did he even play? I didn't even play with him. What are you talking about? He wasn't even in the game with me today. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to pass him the ball. And then he said another comment. I was like, listen, every time we pass him the ball, he don't do shit with it. All right? <laughs> he, don't, he don't do shit with it. And then he, he says something else. And I said, you know what? I, 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 we're better without him. All right? We're, we're just better without that dude over there. And that was our little riff. And big riff. He go, yeah, he goes home, he gets drunk, um, doesn't show up to practice the next day. Um, <laughs> he basically quit. He quit on us. He basically tried to um, put an ultimatum. If Gilbert's playing, I'm not going to play. Uh, <laughs> I'm the all-star. Uh, I made the all-star this year. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Agent you zero. Seven He's agent bro. zero. You can't yeah, play like, with agent zero. Like, What's wrong with him? That was just ridiculous. That was just a ridiculous statement. And they're like, oh, all right. So he basically quit. And then he pulled one of those, you know, I was, you know, I was afraid to go to practice because if I went to practice, you know, I was going to slap somebody. Who's going to slap me? <laughs> Who's going to slap me? Who's going to slap me? But if he did try to come slap me, I would probably ran. Let's be honest. Like, you know, it's, he's big, you know, he's a really big guy. So I wasn't going to stand there and be slapped. Um, but, you know, he said it and, you know, I, I tried to address it, you know, tried to pull the buff, tough guy. And then he apologized. I got him to apologize. Fucking, oh, I got him to apologize. And he said, no, it was the media, the media. Um, they misconstrued, you know, my words. I didn't say I was going to slap you. And then, um, you know, from there, to be honest, that game three was the last time we I seen him. You know, because he didn't come back for the rest of the playoffs. Um, and then we traded him in the summer for Karan and uh, Chucky Atkins. See, I grew up a Warriors fan, and I, I remember you were there. It was you and Jay Rich, right? Yeah, me, Jay. So my first year, now, me, Jay Rich, Troy. Now, mm -hmm. what, how come they got you out of there? Was there beef, beef between you and Jay Rich? No, no, no. Jay Rich was Jay Rich is my brother. Um what happened? Because I was kicking myself in the head. You become Agent Zero. I'm like, why the fuck is he on the Warriors? What the fuck is this? Yeah. So back then, um, no second rounder played past the mid level exception. So the most they can pay me was 49 million. So they couldn't. They couldn't actually afford me anymore. Okay. So because they couldn't afford me, and I didn't want to do one of those uh, Joe Smith's deals under those one under the table deals. So. Um, I, I ended up, you know, they just couldn't, they just couldn't match, they just couldn't match what Washington and other uh, teams was offering. So, you know, I departed. But you know, because of that, they changed the rule and made a Gilbert Arenas rule, where if your second round player gets offered more than you can af uh, afford, then you're allowed to match him without going over the luxury tax. Um, Gilbert, do you mind just uh, pushing your camera a little back? Uh, just adjust it a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. That's alright. Like yeah, that? that's better. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, that's a crazy rule. I mean, it is crazy to think of you as a second round pick. I mean, you have got to be one of the 
all-time steals. You think of guys who got picked. Who is in the second one? You, Ginobili, Draymond. And uh, Jokic. Jokic. Jokic is a big one, yeah. Yeah, you have Jokic. So Euros. he's probably, yeah, he's the best. It's always hard with the Euros to get, get a, a real yeah. evaluation of <laughs> who they're playing out there, you know? Well, Jokic yeah. is like, he still looks fat, and he's the best player in the NBA. I mean, he's the MVP twice. You, it, you know, the I, to be honest, the, the NBA draft and the NFL draft, I just think it's horseshit because you can't evaluate someone's mental. You can't evaluate pure talent, um, instinct, you know, like, you know, me running a, a, a 4 one doesn't mean I can catch the fucking ball. It doesn't mean I have quick feet laterally. Like, it just doesn't. And same thing with basketball. If, if I'm a top five pick and you never, like, I never get to go against the other four that's in front of me or other guards to really see what my, my motor is when I have competition facing me, then you can you can get lost. Some players that has that it can get lost in the draft. And they also can't measure that little thing that's in you. It's called the dog. Yeah. They yeah, can't they, measure yeah, that right. goddamn fucking dog. <laughs> yes. You're right. And that's and that's why they that's why, you know, so many great players slip through the draft because they they don't have it down to a science. And this dog was on display this night. First quarter, you start out pretty hot. You have 12 points, six for nine from the field, three assists. Kobe's only got two. Are you From that point on, are you already feeling like you're about to have some heat? Are you feeling good, or are you still in that focused mindset? Um, you know, usually, you know, um, as a score, you know, I try to break it down in periods, so I don't really get too fond on how I'm doing in the first period. It's just... You know, I just, you know, one layup, one three, a free throw. You know, that's usually my 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 goal. So I'm not stressing about scoring or not scoring. So, you know, it's like, okay, first quarter, you know, average quarter. You know, and that's that. Nine points is average quarter. <laughs> like that's an average quarter, you know, not a second quarter is his own quarter. So, I mean, going against a guy like Kobe, who are the other guys in the league at this point that you're like, I I wanna get up for this game. I wanna show up. Okay, it's not it's not that you want to get up. You're gonna have to get up. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got Iverson. Yeah. Um, AI. You got got AI. You have Steve Nash. Um, Jason Kidd. I mean, just the way he played defense. So you you really had to be focused. Um, the whole San Antonio Spurs defense. You know. You know. Got you mentally prepared. Um, you know, the young Chris Paul and, and Darren Williams. Um, right. you know, People they forget were, about were, Darren Williams. He was a yeah, big, they were, big point big, guard. Big, big point guard. Um, for the most part, that was really it in my position. Um, most of those, those really hard-to-guard guys were shooting guards. And, you know, um, I, I had a def defensive player in Deshaun Stevenson that, that uh, tired himself out on that. He scored. I he scored. scored. That was my job. I got paid to score. Yeah, Deshaun, uh, great defender. I mean, I mean, you also play with Larry Hughes. You play with some really great defensive. Yeah, uh, you know, guys. I play with great. I I play with great. You know, great guys that really buckle down on defense. So you're going in a halftime. Uh, the Wizards are up. You're you're playing some good ball. What do you think going into halftime in a game like this? 
You know, usually... Um, can't sleep on Kobe, probably. You're like, we got 10 no, points. Yeah. We can't sleep on him. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with Kobe, it's usually you have to worry about the second half in that fourth quarter because, you know, those last five minutes is just all Kobe. So, you know, coming into halftime, you're always mentally, just with any great superstar, that if they're not having the first first great half, be paired, be, be prepared for a dominant second half. Um, so you want to have some type of cushion, you know, um, you know, going into the fourth quarter, last five minutes. Um, so going into the halftime, you know, you know, it's one of those good half boys. Um, you know, we still got to um, come out there and, 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 and execute, you know, defensively and offensively, knowing that, you know, that, that those last five minutes, you know, the Mamba <laughs> is, is going to be trying to um, will his team to this victory. So, you come out of half, and, and exactly what you think is going to happen. Kobe starts picking it up. <laughs> he gets sixteen points. You you tally up twelve. You're still balling at this point. I mean, I was watching mm. this game because we rewatched re it. You were hitting everything from. The, I remember that. Remember that sidestep yeah. three he had. Like you were hitting it from every angle. Did you know you had to just keep on going? Like I'm gonna have to hit everything tonight because this Joker's about to get hot. No, I mean you know. Are you just the playing the, the game? Just just playing the game at this point because you know at this point we're all playing well as a, as a unit. Yeah. Um, Karan is hitting shots. Antoine's hitting shots. Um, Brennan Haywood is doing his thing. So you know as a whole unit we're all playing pretty well. So. Um, um, you know, it was, it was still just, just a normal, it was, you know, an above average night. You got to remember I'm averaging 20, was it, is this 29, 20, I'm averaging 29. So, you know, it's, you know, 29 is still an average night. That's your average. So, um, you know, it's still, you know, average, a little bit above average going into that fourth quarter. Yeah. And, uh, and then Kobe kind of. Shorten's lead. Is he talking shit while he's doing this to you? Is he sending you messages through Luke Walton? Is is anything coming your way from him? No. So um, he did. He did try to bait me, and the bait was. <laughs> so you're just a one sided player, huh? So you so won't you guard me like I'm guarding you? So you can put me in the post. Why would I want to just sit in the post the whole fucking game? Like, you know, I'm not a post defender. Like, because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to beat me up in the post, so he can tire me on the post, so I don't have no offense. So I said, Nah, no, thank you, right? And then I did get on him one time, and obviously he scored. And I was like, you know, Deshaun, that's that's your duty, bro. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna tire him out on this part, you know, and, and, and on this side of the court. So that was the only thing he really said. So Kobe trying to bait you in. And you have a shot. Were you pissed you had that shot to hit that buzzer? Or are you, are you thinking, I'm getting more. I'm going to get that stat. I'm going to pad them stats even more now. Oh, no. You know. Um, you had that buzzer. I thought I, you were going to hit it, too. Yes, I thought you I were hitting last, it. I did, too. Like, yeah, this is it. Game winner. Like, game winner in L.A. Because I had about 200 tickets. Yeah, you're from the there. Yeah, so I had all my my high school, uh, my high school basketball, JV, varsity, you know, B's and C's. You know, my high school coach uh, Howard Levine brought the whole, you know, um, basically the whole basketball uh, program, you know, to the game. So, 
I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to do this. This is it. And on the pull-up, it just didn't feel right. I don't know if I, like I hesitated on, the, on, on just a natural jump shot thinking he was going to jump, but I was moving backwards and just, you know, just it, the angle was off, you know. So, um, you know, I blew it. It's almost kind of cool. It was though. a great, it was a great miss. Yeah, yeah, it was a <laughs> yeah, great miss. You, know, you miss it. You're only going to give the, the 200 people you got tickets for a, a better show. Yeah, but listen, when you when you're when you when you're on the road and you have a chance to win that game, you want to just win it yeah, right there for sure. And but I mean, there, you got your 200 people that you brought. You got Jack Nicholson courtside. Is it kind of fun to drop 60 and you're like American icon right there? This is pretty cool. No, I mean after after um, after the game, once I realized I had 60, you know, scoring 60 was the movie stars at that point did not matter. I scored 60 points on Kobe Bryant. That's, that's all that registered inside the, in, inside the brain at that moment. Did you ever, ever talk to anyone in the crowd? Harry, you ever fuck with anyone in the crowd? I remember some dude got on my oh. haircut in Philadelphia once and I had to, I was like, fuck this guy. It's my haircut <laughs> sick as fuck. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I used to, uh, I used to taunt, I used to taunt the crowd. That was my thing. Uh, I used to, like, I used to say, oh, oh he's going to, he's, he's going to get it because of you. He's going to get it because you pay to see him. He's about to get all of, all of these points. I'm not passing it no more. Like, I I'll, I'll do that villain. to uh the, Villain to mentality. The you got to have that villain yeah. mentality. Are these your least Listen, favorite jerseys? Uh -huh. Oh, sorry, Gilbert. Were these your least favorite jerseys to wear? Because this was a tough era for jerseys. Some of these, the, the gold and black, not my favorites. What? You like them? That was heat. You like those? Man, that was heat. You guys aren't yes, even have no gold star. or black in the uniform. I know, but it had the stars. It had the stars on it. It just made me feel like I'm a star. What do you Every think? time I wore that Steelers? jersey. I don't know. It just made me, it just made me feel good. Every time I wore that jersey, someone got their ass busted. <laughs> <laughs> you did not want to see me in the gold. <laughs> what so we talked about Kwame. Were there any other players that you were like, I just don't like this dude? Like teammates? No, I mean anything. Teammates, opponents, anyone where you're like, I don't, I don't like this guy. I want to mess this dude up. On the court. On the court, yeah. Not, not, no, 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 nothing. I never had any personal problems with, you know, any players on the court. I never took it personal. Um, no matter how dirty they were, it kind of actually made me play. Who was the dirtiest? Yeah, believe it or not, John Stockton. Oh, I believe it. He's like a QAnon guy. What are you talking about? Of course I yeah, believe like, it. Yeah, like, oh, man. Dirty so, little motherfucker. so dirty. Yeah. yeah, like my first two years, I'm like, yo, this dude is just a dirty player, bro. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's just dirty, like, like he pull, he'll pull you, elbow you, knee you, like he'll do all of, all he did all of that. He, the the like, short yo, shorts were just a disguise to get your mind off of how dirty he was. Yeah, he was. I was like, oh my god, I'm glad I've been playing in the '80s. You, this is, this is, this is not, that's not basketball right here. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was dirty? Um. Who else was a dirty player? Usually it was more bigs, like like Reggie Evans, 
uh, players like that. Um, guards weren't – listen, most players most players that just were, were just not very good skilled players were usually the dirty players. Like Bruce Bowen was considered a dirty player, but try hard guys. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't work on me. It didn't. That his his he, he weighed up what two oh five, you know. Um, like him, Rajah Bill. Like the stuff they were doing with Kobe, they didn't really. I didn't. I didn't really get get that treatment. Well, you, you finished the game. I mean, you were clearly run our tests. Run our tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron Artest. Metal World Peace. He was at, he was at the comedy yeah, show yeah. this weekend, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, Ron Artest in the crowd. But he he came to the late show, so I was hammered. So I I flubbed the opener, and I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm bombing for Ron Artest. <laughs> I turned it around, but I was like, man, <laughs> bummer. So you go out and you outscore Kobe, sixty points or sixteen in overtime. He only has four. Legendary game. You find out you have sixty. There's there's some talk that. Was there? Did you guys have a, a phone call after this? Did he call you or something? Or am I just getting terrible yeah. Uh, info? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what ends up happening is, um, so when we go in the locker room, you know, I'm all excited, right? You know, I, I scored sixty points on Kobe in and LA. Then coach says, "Yeah, and we won again." Yeah, he's like, "And we won the game." I said, "Man, fuck that game! I just scored <laughs> sixty points on Kobe." <laughs> You really think I care about the game winning the game? No, I just scored sixty on Kobe. So everybody's laughing and stuff, and we're 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 getting on the bus, and some of the some of what he said came out like, oh, he had no conscience. He he doesn't have a conscience. So I changed my name to I don't have a conscience. And then Karan gets on the phone, and um, we're just jaw going back and forth. Oh, we're just going back and forth. And I and, and uh, I remember Brendan Hay was a tell him you the mongoose, you tell that man I'm the black mongoose. <laughs> so because I guess I guess that's the rival the the the, the mongoose and uh, the mamba the black. No mamba. one knows this, but a mongoose will fuck a mamba up, dude. They also have good bikes. Have you watched YouTube a video? <laughs> YouTube a video I, of a mongoose versus a snake. The mongoose wins, dude. Yeah, but what's so funny, it's like, that is like the equal. Like, so it's like a 50-50 battle between the two. So when I, I yelled it out, he was like, all right, we'll see. I'll be I'll be there. When I come there, have that same energy. Have that same energy when I come there. But I, yeah, I will. Would you have rather... I will. Would you have rather have dropped 80 with an L against the Lakers 80. and Kobe? Eight, Maybe. 80. 80. 80. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Kobe Bryant. I Come mean, I, I probably you know that's that's like scoring four touchdowns, five touchdowns on like Revis. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. You know, bragging rights yeah, forever. I'll take the 80 I mean, points. So I take the listen. I take the eighty points in the loss because I know that eighty points is going to irritate him the rest of his life. <laughs> is this the? Is this was this your most? Was this your favorite game of your career? No. Which my, one my was my favorite game? Was um, it was uh, two games later. It was uh, in Phoenix when I dropped fifty four. Yeah, you were hot. Um, I remember you got on a hot streak. This, yeah. So with that, it was more a personal thing because um, if you watch the Redeem team, you had you see glimpse of me in it. <laughs> I was I was number ten and. Um, 
I felt that because this was a Nike event, um, I thought they were kind of like biased against Adidas players. Um, so, you know, I wasn't fairly judged in my mind because, you know, I was part of the second unit and I was the best player in the second unit. Like I did everything for the second unit. Like the only reason we competed with the, with the first unit was because of me. Like if we won games against the first unit, it was because of me. Like they just, Kirk Heinrich and Bruce Bowen them just gave me the ball and let me just hammer that unit. Uh, <laughs> it was basically like a one man, it was a one man wrecking show against the starting unit. Who else um, was in that lineup? Who, was the, who are the bigs? And on my team, yeah. I had Antoine Jamerson. I had Brad Miller. Um, I had Shane Battier. Um, I might have had Bosch with me, but I don't think I had Bosch. I think Bosch was on that side. Joe Johnson was on that side. Chris Paul was on that side. So Damn. I, I had, yeah, you see, you see where yeah. someone like me is in heaven. <laughs> um so um yeah i uh they they told me that um i'm on a bubble of making a team because i pulled my groin um you know slight pull so i was nervous um and i was like you know i don't and this i was i was being polite i was being a real teammate i was like you know um i think i pulled my groin and i don't want to hold up a position for someone else to make this team. That's how cocky I was, though. For someone else to make this team, because I don't know how long I'm going to be out uh, or this is going to be lingering. And, and uh, Kalanjo was like, oh, don't worry. You're in a bubble anyway. Damn. Uh, <clears throat> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, I'm out of here. That was the shortest flight I've ever had. The, the rage of what he said, like, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a bubble? You got Shane Batty on that team? Bruce Bowen's on that team? And I'm on a, I'm on a bubble? I'm the only two-time all-NBA player on that team, and I'm on a bubble. That's all I was just running through my head the whole time. And I remember I went to Dave McManaman, and he was my ghost writer at the time for my blog. And I remember I, I went to him. And right before, um, was it was it Greece? No. Was it was it Greece who he lost to in two thousand six? No, Ginobili them. Was it Ginobili them? Argentina. So right Argentina. before they lost, yeah, Argentina. So right before the game, so I did an article. It was just a straight. It was a, a straight Tupac moment. You know, I'm going to say, you know, if I can go back to college, I would score like 60 on Coach K. You know, when I when we play the Blazers, when we play the Suns, I'm scoring 50 against them. And and I also said in the article, you can ask Dave, I said, the way Coach K is running his lineup, they're not winning gold. Right? They're not winning gold. Because he had all the shooters on the bench and had all the drivers and slashers that, you know, in the starting lineup, which made the 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 Court congested for them. Um, and then right before the game, right before he was going to, like, air it, I said, you know what, just take that part out. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy <laughs> that everyone just hates because I said that. You know, so he took he took it out. And then I remember in the morning I woke up, he said, yo, they lost. I was like, ooh. I was like, I hope this never gets out <laughs> that I said that. So when we when we went to Phoenix, 
50s on my mind. Every the whole team know y'all y'all ain't get y'all are not getting the ball. Okay, don't even ask for the ball. Don't look for the ball. If you're open and I missed you, it was on purpose. Okay, 50 is in my brain tonight. So everyone knew I was tuned in. Um, <laughs> we're in layup line. We're in layup line, and I, I got my mad face on. Like, yeah, I oof. And Dan Tony says, "Hey, Arenas." You're going to need more than 50 to beat us. So at this point, they're on an 18-game winning streak. Wow. So they're on an 18-game winning streak, and they're the number one team um, in the NBA at the point. So when he said that, I was like, don't worry, I will. I'm going to score more than 50 then. Went out there, had 54 and one. Damn. I was like, <laughs> you know, like. That was a cool Suns team, too. I mean, that was the, the fast-paced Nash, Amari, Sean Marion. I mean, that that was a tough team. Yeah, that team was, I mean, you know, the, the runoff 18 games, you know, just lets you know how, like, mentally focused that team was, how together they were. Um, that's just that's just really hard to do in the NBA. Um, you know, 10 games is, 10 games, fucking five games is hard, let alone, you know, 18 games. It just means you're di you're really dialed in as a unit, and you're learning how to win games you don't supposed to win, like you know, like the fourth game in five nights, you know, you know, scheduled losses, like games like that you're supposed to lose, and the fact that you know a team like that was running off 18 game winning streaks was just amazing. How'd life change for old Silly Gilly after he hit 60 and then 54? Was did life change? Did you have an uptick? What was going on? Every you were getting video game covered. I mean, what's going on? Hey, I was a rock star, baby. Like I was, I was like a rock. You couldn't, you couldn't tell me nothing. I even put in a rule with the team. It was, it wasn't a hard rule, but it was, it was a rule. If you don't make five million dollars, do not talk to me directly. I am a superstar now. Well, Gilbert, this interview talk is over. <laughs> it, was a, it was like talk to someone who makes five million if they make five million then they can relate a message yeah you gotta have Luke like walton it, yeah yeah so it was it was one of those where you know at that time we were just all just we were just all as a unit just having fun we like we felt like like real like there's some teams you're on and you're an nba team but you don't feel like an nba team we felt like we were an nba team like we were going places, there's there's people standing outside and you know, waiting for you. You know, it's like we're we made it. We're we're to the point where I'm famous enough to have people wait at two in the morning. You Was guys that a problem to stay focused? I mean, you have this celebrity now and you uh, is a team going out and partying too much because you cause you can. You know, there's just certain cities you're gonna party in no matter what. Uh Miami, um, you know, some guys go to Houston, Atlanta, L.A., New York, um, Boston. Um, you know, you're going to find your hot spots to, to party and just let some air, you know, let your, your hair down, especially if you have like a day off or something. Um, but you have your party boy. You have your party boys. You have your dinner guys. And then you have your, you know, sit in the room movie guys. You know, you have a little bit of it. You got your strip club guys. You know, so you got <laughs> you got your team doing what it does at a very high level. What guy were you? Um, day before the game, I was sitting in the room, order, you know, room service and watching movies. 
Diver- but sometimes you had to diversify what kind of guy you were. You know, sometimes you were a strip club guy, maybe, right? Not not the day before the game. Like, okay. so... That's good. Um, it was... I think I, I learned a habit from Magic Johnson. He said it. He was like, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't have sex the night before the game. Like, I thought that was a real thing. So I'm like, oh, that's what Magic Johnson does. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? So you you have these little things that you put in your brain that you heard from superstars, right? And you, you you know, you try to implement them in your life. So during the season, I was like, you know what? This is the season. This is when I need to be focused. So I'm only going to go out two times this year. So whoever's birthday is popping, I'm going to that one. The rest of y'all can just basically fuck off. You're, by the way, the first guest to uh, use uh, Magic Johnson as sex advice as a reference on this podcast. <laughs> no one's done that ever. Uh, also, I mean, he must have, if he didn't do it before a game, he must have put like two or three up on off days or something because he but, was a but, machine. But, come on, you heard that, right? You heard him say that before. Back I've never in, heard like, that. The no. 90s. I, I, heard I do remember Rocky in the in the Showtime legs week, but that's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> in the Showtime book, I remember he loaned his car to a teammate and the car lit on fire and blew up and he didn't even care about the car, but he was mad that a girl's number was in the glove compartment. That's how much ass magic got in the eighties. Wow. I mean, that was before the apps. You couldn't just, you know, you had had to have a number. Little black book. But you know how like the AC Green stories, he didn't have sex until he got, like those are the things that, you know, when you're a kid, you listen to and you're like, this is what makes these guys great. Yeah. We, we got to ask you, because we had Shane Battier on this podcast, actually, and we talked about the Duke-Arizona game. Straight trash. <laughs> Straight trash, bro. <laughs> yeah, what was, what, what's your relation like with Shane? You know... You were just, hurt, though, you know, that game, right? You were hurt. Yeah, I was hurt. I, was hurt. Um, I just hate all Duke players. Like, it's just one of those things that you just... If they came from Duke, you just naturally just hate them. Um, and he was on a team that that defeated us. Um, he was a, you know, he was a great leader. You know, um, he 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 willed that team with his leadership. Um, you know that, and the refs helped. But you know, um, he, he was a great he was a great leader for that that Duke team. Now did, that beat did, us. Did Coach K come try to mentor you guys after you guys lost to them? Because <laughs> you he, he no, wasn't no. He, he was known to like go into the losing teams like locker room and say, "Hey guys, I just want to say you guys had a great game, great game plan versus us, and you all are <laughs> extraordinary young men." No, I, no, I don't think he was coming into the 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 Luke Walton, the, I mean the Lute Olson locker room, you know, making that type of speech. Yeah. So uh, Richard Jefferson said that you're the best player ever to come out of Arizona. Do you think he's right? No, that's no cap. That's facts. Yeah. No, no that's. Cap. No, 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 no cap. No, that, and I only played two years, and, and 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 you know I was the best. I was the best player that that ever played for that team because you got to remember, I played with four all McDonald players, and I led the team in scoring. If that I didn't good, have it was a really good team, if I didn't have three of them, I would have led the nation in scoring every year. Now, Gilly, did you did you take a pay cut for the first couple of years when you left Arizona? <clears throat> oh, well, they can't do nothing to me now. It <laughs> felt like it felt like it. It it really felt like it, um, because it's not like I, we were getting paid from the school. I didn't get any money from the school. Um, Just boosters. Yeah, 
Not even bo- not even boosters. It's the everyday people. Like, you know, if I'm going to Sonics, you know, um, you know, the managers like Mill on us, you play for Arizona, you're Gilbert Arenas. Like I'm going to the mall, it's on us, don't worry about it. Or here's a big discount. You know, so it was just the city itself of Tucson, you know, just looking out for, yeah. you know, the players and making sure that, you know, we know you guys can't get jobs or get paid. So we're going to, as a community, we're going to help you guys out. So I didn't really pay for anything. It's insane you guys didn't get paid when you're making well, the school money you know, like that. The Florida football guys that I played with for a long time, they they were always complaining about the pay cuts. So <laughs> never happened at Kent State. I went to a shitty school. <laughs> do, you, do you think this game is Richard Jefferson's fault? Because I've heard you say that before. Yes. One hundred percent. Like, like, no. Listen, he doesn't think so because he had his best game of the tournament, right? It was his best game of the tournament. I really, I'm really, um, like, disappointed with how they draft and how did he make the lottery or right after the lottery when he averaged ten points all three years of college, exactly ten. Like, he didn't move up, like. He didn't get better. So how did this guy become a lottery pick? So because he had his best game of his career, but the guy he was guarding also had the best game of his tournament life, Dunleavy. Dunleavy was having a horrible tournament. And he goes off. Like, Dunleavy literally beat us that game. Three straight threes, right? Yeah. Felt like 10. Felt like 10. We got to get back to the the sixty point game. We, you know, our our podcast's name is Games with Names. What do we name Names this game? Name. What should we name it? Hmm. The speed limit. <laughs> I hit the speed limit on them. Huh? <laughs> speed limit. But, well, I mean, there is. I mean, there is, the speed limit on the freeway is sixty, right? 65 some places, 70 and others, but a lot of places, 60, I, I do believe. Yeah. Okay, see, there you go right there. You can never hit 60 in LA, though. The cars never move. And that's why it's called the speed limit. Why is the, game. Speed limit game. the speed limit. <laughs> the speed so much goddamn traffic out there. You ain't going 60 <laughs> unless, you, unless you're agent zero. Yeah. See, it's hard to do. That's why only two people has done it me and Wood Chamberlain. Wilt. The stilt. Stilts. What uh did we miss anything about this game or about just this time in the NBA? You know, I, I mean, it's just one of those times where when you look at today's game and and you're saying it's a faster game when we had an era where you have a guy who averaged 35, a guy who averaged 33, um, 31. And I'm at I'm fourth in scoring at 29. This is almost this is what 15 years ago. And we're in a faster paced game today. <sighs> it lets you know. I mean, it lets you know like something something's not really adding up. A lot of three balls, just a lot of three balls. Those add up. Yeah, that's it, all. It's, Who do you like watching a, now? Now. I, I like a little bit of everybody. You know, I don't really have favorite, 
you know, so I like, you know, Ja, like Luca, Joker, um, Tatum, Brown, you know, of course, Kyrie, um, KD, LeBron, Curry, <laughs> um, Love Booker over there, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, um, basically all the superstars, you know. Game respects just, game. Just, you know, just, you know, uh, Ben Simmons, you know, I, I just, I like the way he plays the game. Ben? Um, yeah, he just doesn't do what he can't do. And if he can't do it, he's not going to do it, no matter, you know. Like, I would love playing with a guy who who really don't want to shoot like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who's just going to give me the ball the whole time? Fucking. <laughs> can't say shit about him. That, like, you're like, dude, you're an NBA player. You sh- he's, his form, it's like weird when a guy like that, his form looks right, and he just doesn't ever take it, you know? I was so funny. I've watched him train. Weeks of it. And he's a good shooter. Like, he's, he's actually a good shooter. Like, I sat there and, and just watch him. And I'm like, I'm looking at his form. I'm looking at his feet. I'm like, what the hell's going on with you? Like, why isn't it translating to the game? And I don't know if you have this in football, but there's just certain type of players that just can't shoot. And it's because of their speed. They're too fast. I don't know. It sounds like a weird thing. Well, it's like but catching the too ball. Fat. It's like catching the ball. Some guys are too fast to catch the ball. Their eyes are bouncing. They can't concentrate in a high pressure mm-hmm. situation. And they're wide ass open, but they're running so fast, their arms are, they don't catch the ball. They don't, it's, mm-hmm. it's a focus factor. It's tough. Yeah. And you get the yeah, yips so like, sometimes. You know, confidence goes a long way in catching you're right or that. in shooting. Mm-hmm. That was like, you always had, like, you know, everyone drops a ball and then sometimes you're like, damn. That fucks up your confidence. You got got to get out of that. You know, it's like anything, but you gotta you gotta be able to shake shit off. Yeah. So like like if you look at if you go like through history, like you look at Jason Kidd, right? Super fast, couldn't shoot. Um, you got you know your Westbrook. You have uh, but Kidd could Tony shoot Parker. at the end. At the at the end so, of his career, Kidd once they slow once they slow down. Mm, yeah. See when you're when you're taking that speed and you're going and you're letting your engine go and trying to stop and pull up a jumper doesn't work with, you know. So you got the Ben Simmons, you got um, Westbrook, and that's their problem. They have too much speed and torque. So when they try to stop, it just messes up everything. But Westbrook's shot has gotten worse, I think, over time. Right. Like, that is the – I felt like he was making a great stride around, and when he was in OKC, those those, that third, fourth year, pulling up that mid-range jumper, that little mid-range jumper, he was, like, hitting consistently. And then all of a sudden, it just seems like... He's pressing. He's just pressing now. I, I, I just think, you know, he's just, he's just playing out of position at this point. You know, he's used to the ball. He's used to feeling it, getting the feel of it, getting, you know... Um, so the fact that, you know, when he does touch it, it's like one of those things, like, all right, I got to try to do something with it now. You know, more of like a two-man, you know... Um, type of skill and he does not have that um and it just it's just throwing him off it happens it believe it or not it happened with lebron when lebron went when lebron went to miami that first year and they started off the season zero and eight because lebron was playing a natural three position where bibby was the point he was the three and they just wasn't clicking 
And they were like, um, because they played against us. They got their win and their run against us. Um, They put LeBron at the point, put Bibby at the two on the offense. So LeBron can have the ball coming full speed downhill. And then they went on a 22-game winning streak. So note to self, if you're fast, you can't shoot. (laughs) Bummer. Can't have it all. Can't have it all. Gilly. We appreciate you coming on, man. You you were electric. You're an electric player. You're entertaining as fuck. What what's your podcast name? Uh No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Everyone, go listen to it. Click subscribe. On on Fubo TV. Oh, and I used to I have a combo. So you know I was a Patri- Patriots fan. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, so my combo, I called you guys uh MJ. So whenever you whenever you scored a touchdown, it was the MJ moment because it was twelve and eleven. So from from twelve to eleven, MJ moment goat goat status was the goat status. I love it, man. We used to have <laughs> so we had a play called Jordan, and it was oh, like our did? yeah, it was our go to play. It was a an empty formation. I'm on the right, and I got a juke right. I got like fifty two yards to basically get open, and that was our and with seams. You got Gronk down the seam. You got you know Marty B on the other seam. You got KD and on the outside. Like so, we used to we used to always mix it up See, with some basketball I, terms. I, I knew it. I knew it. I'm so dumb that that took me a second. I thought <laughs> I just realized that's Michael Jordan for a second. I was like Michael Jackson, twelve and eleven year old. Yeah, no, the <laughs> MJ the goat. They got the, it's the goat. It's the goat combo. <laughs> no, now I get it. Now I know yeah, it's yeah. Michael Jordan. But <laughs> took me a second. And then the fact that they had the play called it going to you. Oh, legendary legendary hey man i'll have to get up on your podcast one of these days we'll have to have a no chill moment we'll have sam come on too yeah hell yeah. Oh, no problem no problem thank you thank you for having me thank you i appreciate thank you, you coming on man all right all right fellas he was great he's 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 a fun guy and he's and he is no no shortage of confidence no it would have been crazy to see if he would have kept it together health wise yeah how fucking like he was unstoppable he was scoring ball he was he was he had it all he could shoot there were three years where it was like get the fuck out of the way yeah i mean he was on the cover of mb 2k it was live i think right live yeah and this is before live 2K. was live was a lesser game yeah 2k was better live had its moment before 2k existed for sure and live was the game yeah and then 2k just yeah, dreamcast both amateurs out. NBA Jams was the, the real shit. Yeah, if you're a fucking casual, man. NBA Jam is fine. Nah, NBA dude. 2K has fucking depth. Hell no. Two, dude, I used to love it. It's like NBA. saying you prefer Pauly Shore movies to Citizen Kane. What are you talking about? They it's fine. It's about Biodome. Pauly Shore is fun. I'm saying Biodome is fun. What was this thing? Where Citizen Kane is a classic. What was this? It? The weasel. The weasel. I used to like Pauly Shore. Yeah, no, there's no there's, I met him. Not Pauly Shore. I I like NBA Jam. Fair comparison. No, I'm. I'm that is a very fair very, comparison. Very valid. I mean, it was Sega. We were like two gigabytes. I don't even know what the the computer term is. We had nothing. He's heating up. NBA Jam is a classic. Yeah, yeah. It's like Blitz. It's in Blitz category. I get it. Blitz is Blitz is a classic too. I know, but they're in the same but category. Madden is better than Blitz. Yes. Yeah, so it's because, you know, two on twos gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, but it's not a traditional, like authentic authentic type game. Jack, I I see your Tyler's over here repping NHL hits. 
I remember Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. That shit was fun. Fights. You, that was the first game where you could beat the shit out of someone. That was great. Yeah. Just hooking dudes, throwing checks. Never got into the NHL games. They're a good game. A lot of guys, it was so fast. My dexterity wasn't there, but my initial reaction to this game is Gil, Gilly, silly Gilly. He's just entertaining. Yeah, he's, he's a ideal guest on this show. Great stories. I mean, coming out with Kobe, the fact that he got all excited when Kobe knew his name, having his boy talk shit to Kobe, and then... But I don't think he had his boy talk shit. I think that guy just, like, talked shit. Like, can you imagine that? You come in the league and, and your boy is just like, my man's going to fuck you up. And Kobe's like, who are you? Like, that was insane, that story. Yeah. You got to keep, keep the friends on lock. But then you know? the end of the story is, like, he knew who Arenas was. I mean, that's kind of... I remember I did a roast back in the day. I was 21 years old. I did a Friars Club roast, and I fucking bombed so hard. I, I was I went in cocky because I there was like an audition to do it, and I killed the audition. So I was like, I'm fucking 21 years old. What the fuck do I know? Man. I go on and I eat shit on stage, and then a comic, Rich Voss, goes on after me, and he's doing well. And then he bombs one line. He goes, "You fuckers better laugh, or I'm bringing Sam back up." Oh, and it killed. And I was like, wow. I was also like, oh, it's pretty cool that he knows. My name even. How sad is that? So I was that young. I was like, it's cool we knew what my name was. I fucking stunk. So you you were the Gilbert Arenas in that situation. <laughs> I was Gilbert in that story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tight. Kobe knowing who Arenas was is is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean there And then he really fucking knew who he was. He loved playing in LA. That's the second guest we said that we, we we've talked to that said he liked playing he The said, Bright Lights. Yeah. The celebs. I mean, he can say he's not, he doesn't give a shit that Nicholson's there, but you're not going to not get up for that game. Yeah, it's like seeing Spike in the fucking garden. Exactly. You, you, you see Spike in the garden, I'd be like, oh, shit. Exactly. You don't get to see that as much in football because all all the, the celebrities are usually in boxes. That's a good point. You know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no intimacy that you get in basketball. That's the cool thing about like basketball when you're playing in front of people. You can hear, you could go when you sit courtside and stuff. Uh, you could hear what the game and 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 all that. When you're, you don't get to experience that in football if, you're in unless boxes. you're on the sideline. Yeah, very rarely do you get to be on that sideline. Jack Nicholson, he's in boxes after the game. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, sex joke. Got yeah. fucked a lot in the '70s and '80s and '90s, 2000s too. I, I bet he slowed down. He's 85. I hope he slowed down just for his ticker. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. We'll leave that. <laughs> um, he said he'd rather lose and score 80. That was awesome. The honesty is great. That he, like, I want 80. Because he knew it would bother Kobe more than a win. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Kobe wanted to win at all costs. He, uh, yeah. I don't, would you think Kobe would say the same thing? I don't think he would. I think Kobe would rather have 60 and win. I think you're right. I was always the kind of guy, if I was balling out and it was a close game, I was just praying that we won the game because you don't... You can't feel good about it. He, he, no. It, In it the Patriot matter. locker room, right? It well, doesn't matter. No one remembers lost shit. Yeah. Even if you go off. Like, look at... like. Gabriel last year in the playoffs had four touchdowns. That's fucking insane against the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. And, like, we're, we're, we're talking about the Chiefs. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You know, talking about four, and which I think was almost, was that a record? That could have been a record. We'll see. The Al Bundy shit. Al Bundy. I love Al Bundy. And in my pants on the couch, man. Classic. Peg. <laughs> oh, so do we, do we hit the, what was the prop bet? How many beefs we could bring up? Oh my God, we demolished it. We demolished it. Well, we had Gilbert, who just has so much beef. The Kwame beef is maybe the most fun beef. I mean, it didn't stop there either. We had John Stockton beef, yeah. which we love. This is an anti-John Stockton podcast. I'm Fuck Stockton. Fuck him. Cool shorts. Um, Team <laughs> USA basketball. He had beef with all of Duke basketball. He had beef with. Yeah, he definitely him. went a Battier a little Battier bit. a little. Yeah. Beef with Nash, uh, NCAA refs. Beef with the national title game. Richard Jefferson. Beef with RJ. His own teammate. Beef, yes. Beef with the entire NBA draft system, which I love. That's I true. Mean, well, I mean, you got to you gotta be angry that you go 31 and Kwame goes one, and you're like, that dude? You know what I mean? When you, I, I, I get it. But that, that creates a chip on his shoulder. Maybe that, that made him, him play better. That makes him, it's what makes Agent Zero, Agent Zero, you know? Exactly. What's the legacy for this game? Just Gil going off. We're doing this is a regular season game. It, the stakes are non-existent. It's just a cool game. We're watching. Gil he was hot his, this these like next few. He didn't have fifty in like a couple other ones. Well, like, he said fifty four in the Suns. Yeah, yeah. And they snapped an eighteen game. Oh, he had he had a beef with the Suns coach. Yep. D'Antoni yeah, talked remember, shit. Remember at the Olympics or something. He had a beef with the Olympic system. You know, we can go on with the beefs. This is a lot of beef. Where's the beef? <laughs> He had a beef with his microphone too for a while, and the zipper on his jacket. That's true. That was a beef. Here. He had a beef with the 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 the, the head the cordless headphones. <laughs> That's true. He's a podcaster. How the fuck could we not get his audio right? He had a beef with the camera. He got a podcast. The camera was on his on his neck for a while. <laughs> I mean, the guy he loves beef. He's my kind of guy. I like burgers. He was. I still he think, likes beef. I still think about this era and how much joy he gave me to watch him. I mean, he really was just, just fun to watch. Just an incredible player. Uh, and an, I think an underappreciated and, and somewhat forgotten player from this era. I think you don't hear his name enough for how good he was. No. And it goes into that category just like, you know, Bib. You know, you, you don't win one. You're not yeah. really getting the recognition. There's only like a few. You have to be super elite for a long time like dan marino or charles barkley for guys that didn't win it sure that patrick get ewing. remembered patrick ewing My guy you know what i mean there's a lot of guys you have to you have to like and i feel bad for those guys john stockton stockton malone, malone. i like that they didn't win one yeah me too <laughs> fuck the utah jazz dude um, fuck mitt romney's dumb khakis at his game with his jersey on i don't give a shit about utah Salt Lake, good people. I do like the crowds there. But really was, nice people. Yeah. And a lot more diverse than I thought. Yeah. I hooked up with a Mormon once there, and she was, like, blown away that I had body hair. She was like, oh, my God, you're so Jewish. And I was like, this is like, the bar is so low. It was amazing. They're very Scandinavian out there. They are. They're very, like, blonde hair, blue eye. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Joseph Smith, man. Just you, you come in. Whites. You just, come in looking ethnic, like an ethnic, you know, Euro-looking Jew like me. They're just like, "What the fuck is this?" It's great. Sixty is the most anyone ever scored on Kobe. So that is that is huge. That's you think about the great players who who went against Kobe. 
you weren't getting it. Kobe took it personal. He like, did. You came to the Staples Center. This was in the Staples Center. He took it personally. And, you know, what did he call himself? The Black Mongoose? <laughs> Gilbert's the Black Mongoose? Because the Mongoose can eat the snake? The Mambas? I feel like he said 50-50. I feel like the mongoose owns the snake. I, we, we can look into that, Jack, when we do when we forget. But like, Dude, I that, feel like the mongoose owns the snake. I just read that a lady went missing in like Indonesia, and they found her in a boa constrictor's body. Damn. Like she was 54. Her husband saw a big fat snake, like a half of a body. It's got to be a rough way to go. Just squeeze you to death, and then it just swallows you? Is that how they do it? That's how they do it. Damn. Or was it an anaconda? It was one, I, one of the two, but regardless, that's crazy. Lasting image. Yeah, what's the image that sticks with you of the game? To me, it's just almost like Gilbert in those ugly-ass jerseys, which he thinks are awesome. He said he went off every time he was in them. He loved them. I, I think they're—I don't know about how you guys feel. I think they're the most hideous jerseys, but it's— Gill and the ugly jersey just elevating with a jump shot. That's how I that's the image to me. Yeah. I'd agree. Those jerseys are do you, anyone else? No, Jack? I'm not a fan. I mean, there's it, it almost goes down. in that category though that they're so ugly they're kind of cool now. I just I I'm not a huge fan of the any of the Wizards jersey. I think the old Bullets jerseys, the Reds are Bullets. pretty yeah, fucking dope. Oh yeah. Those are badass. Can't go wrong with red, red, white, and blue, bubs. You apparently you can. I don't. I think the patch jerseys are cool, honestly. But I don't like the mm. no. The, the classics are not bad. I the just, classics are insane. Yeah. The reds. Yeah, I the love reds them. are awesome. They, Red is a cool jersey. The new color. ones are the blue on blue. I, I guarantee they won't be using those gray pants again because they haven't worn them in two years or something, and they just got blown out on Monday Night Football by the Chicago Cubs. I mean, that's... It's not their name. No, but they're kind of. <laughs> they're, they're baby bears. Yeah. You don't think of the 85 bears when you're looking at this 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 bears team. Let's just say that, and the Pats got blown out. Weren't we supposed to do Jay Cutler's podcast? What happened with that, speaking of bears? I don't know, but I love Jay. Yeah, we never were supposed to do that. Jay is a likable Aaron Rodgers. Is he? Like, as far as, like, they both have that kind of, like, arrogance. You know, like, they both... Aaron Rodgers is a way better quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like, you know what I mean. You know, like have, Jay would call out his teammates. He he just sat there like he had a cigarette, miserable face. Remember the cigarette memes that he always used to have? He always had a, a cigarette in his mouth. Show show. Uh, yeah. What 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 do you make of this Aaron Rodgers shit right now? I know this is like an evergreen pop, but I want to. I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. You, I don't know. It's they're different types of leadership skills, I guess. Look at it. Do you think this just should just started though when they didn't retain Devontae Adams and he was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Well, he, it, you can't retain someone when you get a, as big of a contract as as Aaron got. So, so what do you think? You think I he think should've... he's about you know trying to make money right now. Yeah, like let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Does he want championships? No. He got one twenty years ago. Twelve. <laughs> You know, and I love Aaron Rodgers. He's the most talented guy ever. But no, he's not ever. When you when you see the ball come off his hand, it's pretty. It's pretty sexy. More talented than Brady, as far as like just straight pure throwing and like, it just it's pretty. Right. It's sexy. No, he's a great player. I'm not. I'm not denying it. But the thing is, Brady like 
He more could, talented than Mahomes or Allen? I would say his accuracy is pretty damn. His arm is pretty elite. It's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't known for his arm, really. He was more known for no. the cerebral side of it. Mm. Um, right. What did we forget, Jack? We got a couple here. Uh, Gabe Davis was indeed, does indeed hold the record for most TD receptions in a playoff game. Yeah. You're right, Gabe. brother. Spot on. Um, over here in the Nat Geo corner, the Mongoose is practically guaranteed to win against a black Mamba. That's what I'm saying. He said it was 50-50. Yeah. Mongoose destroys Mambas. He was probably trying to be PC. <laughs> I don't uh, think that guy's PC. I don't think he's PC at all. I love. I also love when Jules um, said <laughs> that uh, asked Gil if um, he made more money his last year at Arizona than his first year in the pros. Very basketball. Shaq making more money in college. Very that, basketball. <laughs> Very good awesome. question. That was awesome. It was an honest question. I mean, jeez, I've seen it firsthand. Basketball, we need to do a basketball episode of this. Oh, I am fighting to do, to get Trey and Matt on, and we talk base. I feel like they don't like that movie. They have to love it. I don't think they like it. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love them. I, I think South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Un Uncut is a top five comedy of all time. It's a masterpiece. Everything of what they do, they're they're phenomenal. Team America, not bad. Team America is great. They're, no, they're the best. How did they? How, how have they not been thrown thrown out yet? The grandfathered in, dude. Grandfathered in. Yeah, dude. They're and if people try to throw them out, we will fucking rally in the streets. <laughs> the Mister Jackson shit is so funny on that damn show. So good. And then uh, one. It's Mr. Hankey. Mr. Hankey. I think it's Mr. Jackson. Poop. No, Mr. Jackson was the Michael Jackson. That was, was a like good one. The blank. Mr. Mr. Jefferson. And Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson. I love Chef. I was so sad when Chef left. Although the way they killed him off was pretty badass. It's sad though because Isaac Hayes died, and I feel like they never patched it up. Fucking Scientology, dude. Yeah. He was cool making fun of everybody else. Made fun of Jews, black people. Draws a line at Elrond. Latinos, line. Ethiopians. Yeah. Can't it's, let Elrond down. Yeah. And then uh, one big last up. Big Elrond. On the uh, those Saudi Knights jerseys, as we called them. Gil <laughs> loved them. They only lasted three years. They're awful. Yeah. I, I'm. It's hilarious that he loved them. Though. He loved them. He looked at us like we had a dick on our forehead. I know. <laughs> Which I think would look better than those jerseys, honestly. <laughs> That's how bad. I would rather have a dick on my forehead than. Like an actual dick or a painted dick? Painted. I don't want actual. I didn't know we were gonna dissect this one. This I don't know. This is... I was just. I was thinking about it. <laughs> What's um, the name of the game? He called it the speed limit game, which is. The, I love. I love the name. Is I, it sixty? I, I would think. I think of it as Gilbert's sixty piece on Kobe. That's that's how I think of the game. But I do love the speed limit. What do you think? The black mongoose game. <laughs> the black mongoose. All right, let's do it. Stakes. Stakes are nothing. I mean, it's three a three and a half game. Three and a half. Star Lower? Yeah, it's still Gilbert versus Kobe. Regular season. And right, these, these were the two superstars. We're going 3-5. Okay, it's, folks. No, no, that's, that's fair. No, Kyler makes a good point. They were both 500 teams. This, these aren't high What state. year was this? This was 06. Six. Six. You're right. I think right. I, I'm 2-8 maybe. You're right. Two no eight. stakes. No stakes. Star power is high. We but got there was beef. Kobe. No stakes, but there was beef. <laughs> got That's it. my, see, I hang out with a comic and I'm just getting fucking funnier by the second. That was clever. That was good. 
Okay. <laughs> Kyla's in. trying to lower the score of everything today. I don't like this. Uh, star power's high, man. We got we got Kobe, we got Odom, we got Arenas, Karam Butler. Yeah, but it's not Shaq and Kobe. No, it's, we're not going that high, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's high. Nicholson's there. He was there. Nicholson raises anything. He, he gets he gets you a point. Easy. He's like a he's like a he's like a four four point guy for the spread for like an NFL team. If he doesn't play, you're dropping four points in the spread. Or if he does play, you're getting four. Is points. he Josh Allen right now? For star power, star power? No, for for points in the spread. I don't think he's Josh Allen high right now because this in seventies or because this was late. 2000. Oh, dude, he's even bigger because it's like the, the legend of Jack. I think 2006 Jack is even bigger. Is it? Yeah. I forget about Chris Mim. Chris Mim was out there. Chris Mim is a big name, dude. Star power, a 7.8. That's fair. That's a fair score. Uh, Kyler's, all right, reluctant. All right. <laughs> reluctant 7.8. Gameplay is a good game. Was, if we're just going pure gameplay, Overtime, overtime, a comeback. 45 I'm, from Kobe, 60 from a... I'm going like 8-7. If we're just doing gameplay, it's a it's great basketball. Eight, it was good. It was it was fun basketball. Fun regular season basketball. The name is not high either. This is not going to be a high... What's the, what, the name? The Black Mongoose game? I like the name. It's funny. It does score points for being funny. It's not iconic. So how are we are we ranking it, uh, ranking it on... Being iconic or funny? The speed limit of the black mambo, black mongoose. We we uh, we already get, we already locked her in. The yeah. black mongoose game. So I don't know, like a six zero. It's a funny name. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got some it's got some story behind it. You know, in some like National Geographic type shit. Yeah. All right. Soft spot for that around. This is a low score though. Yeah. I mean, it's still no Shark Week. <laughs> A six three. All right, like, respectable. It's a regular. This actually for a regular season game is a pretty respectable score. Yeah, by two teams under five hundred. Yeah, but they did have two two ballers that we all loved watching at that time of of basketball. So I almost a part of me wants to go higher on gameplay, but it's locked in. We can't do anything. It's locked. Now. Once it's, it's locked, locked, it's locked. We can always review at the uh, the mid season. Review show. Mid season review We're show. Right behind the uh, this one lands us right behind the. 2011 Stanley Cup final that came in at a 6-5, just ahead of the Giants-Nationals belt dumper game, as it was known, 18 innings in the uh, NLDS. Belt era. dumpers worse than this? I would agree with that. I agree. I agree. This is a way, Eight that was a fucking snooze oh. fest, that game. Come all on. right. Hence was right. fun as hell, but that game was a snooze fest. That game had a riot. <laughs> upset. The Canucks game had a riot, so that was. And the Stanley Cup. And we ranked this higher than the Canucks. Just, just another. Just Sorry, another. hockey. Suck it. <laughs> hockey. That's right. What do they call hockey guys? Puckheads. You got seam heads for baseball, football. I didn't. Even, are, I've never even heard seam heads. What are dimple heads known? for golfers? Hoop heads make sense. Is that hoop heads? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, follow Games With Names on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Games With Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Comment on a game you want us to do. Rate and review. And that's all for this episode of Games With Names, presented by WinBet. Thank you guys for listening. We had a lot of fun with this one. Gilbert Arenas, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell, and we'll see you at the next game.